Blog Talk Radio. Baker. Today I'm talking with Patsy Pease, well known for her role as Kim Donovan on Days of Our Lives. This week we will see her play an entirely different kind of role on the web series The Bay. Here she is to tell us about it. So you're going to be on The Bay and it premieres tomorrow on December 1st. Um, I guess without giving away any spoilers, because we don't want Gregory Martin to get <laughs> to get no. at us. But no. could you tell us a little bit about who Lola is? I mean, we can tell from the the publicity pictures that she's in a prison. We know that much. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jade Harlow, and I don't think this has been mentioned enough before, but Jade Harlow is a co-writer. She also helped create Lola. Uh, Jade is a wonderful actress, and um, and she's also one of the writer uh, producers on the Bay. And she and uh, Jade Harlow and Gregory Martin uh, both got together and created, co-wrote um, Lola. So I wanted to give Jade, you know, some credit. Also, because she's not a ghostwriter, she did put in the pen and paper. And um, and I and I spoke with Jay during the shoot, and she had done so much research about prisons and um, the lingo and how they dressed and um, some of the behavior. Uh, Jade has done extensive research, and she she put in and uh, logged a lot of hours into what she eventually put down on paper. So a lot of kudos goes out to Jade um, and, and what she, you know, she put into the development of Lola. So, yeah, I kind of joked around. I said, yeah, Jade and Gregory got together and created this little baby, Lola Baker, and then they handed her over to me for the care and nurturing. And, then, and so I tried my best to take care of the this little baby that they character that they created together, and uh, you know, I was so honored that they they entrusted me with uh, the care and feeding <laughs> of this offspring. <laughs> and um, so, so she, <laughs> she and and we, you know, here's here's the thing. She was kind of like a collective creation. She came out of. The total, the cast, the background people, it, she, she, her development was, it was the darndest thing. I, I haven't had this happen since I was in the theater. You know, in the theater, when it's a company of players, it the play is the thing. It's not any one actor. There are no stars. And this is one. This is the greatest thing that I love about the theater. It's all about the play. It's about the all characters serve the purpose of moving the play forward. So all I had to do was show up and be a part of a company of players. And out of that company of players, 
came, emerged kind of like organically, Lola's character, where she belonged in the story. Not me as an actress trying to uh, beforehand think how I could showcase myself. You know how sometimes actresses can get, you know, so self-absorbed and, oh, wow, I'll look really good doing this. Let me go in and, and try to impose this on what's already there and their company of players. So that's what didn't happen. She was organically grown out of the the people, the cast of the Bay. The collaborative it effort. It was a collaborative effort. It was total collaboration. I cannot take credit. Honestly, Lori, it's one of the easiest shoots I've ever done. And and I think this was a it was kind of a big acting lesson. A huge big print, bold lettered acting lesson is don't go in there so fixed and rigid that the character can't breathe. And and a lot of times I see actors come in there and suffocate the character by being so rigid in what they pre you know, the predetermined because they want to look good. They've already kind of fixed in their minds what's going to look good, what's going to make them look good. And I and um and I didn't have that and, and, and there the the cast of the bay is so warm and so welcoming and so supportive and encouraging that it was easy to trust them. I think that's another layer that makes it easy to go in there vulnerable and open to create. And it's easy to be creative when you trust. It's easy. They made it easy. Even in even in the table read, and I was doing it via um, FaceTime because I'm on the East Coast and they're on the West Coast. I was just a little blip on a computer doing it. I felt their support. They made sure that I knew I was welcome, I was encouraged, I was supported, that they had my back. And that gave me incentive to be, to want to play and not to dominate and not to be a star or do that, you know, self-absorbed actress thing, but to come in there and want to play with these people and, and see what I was supposed to offer and add, be an addition to, in addition to what's already there. So that made it easy, and I knew, and it's a very humbling experience. So just don't come in there so, so rigid that your character can't breathe. So I went in there and was open enough to admit I was having a good time feeling that kind of encouragement, and there was such a feeling of creativity going on. You couldn't miss it. You couldn't miss it. So I just wanted to be open to it, and it was like by osmosis. My pores were like sucking it all in. And through a collaboration Everybody had an idea. Oh, let's try this. Background people. Nobody felt that they weren't a part of that show. Nobody. Even if you didn't have a line, you were involved. That's theater. That's the way I was trained, and that's the reason I got in this business in the first place. It was everybody involved in creating something that wasn't there before. Everybody. That's great. How did you get involved with the Bay to begin with? I mean, did Gregory approach you, or I think it was Crystal Ayers. <laughs> she, she, she's she's going to say, "Oh no, don't hold me responsible." No, she's such a good friend, and she's 
she's really she and she's also a fabulous producer. Um, she has a great business uh, production uh, sensibility, and um, so she she knows what will work in a production. And she had an idea that I would add something to the production of the bay through this character. Now, how she saw that, I don't know. In fact, from what I hear, Lola was Crystal Ayers' idea. Now, she did not write her. Jade Harlow and Gregory Martin wrote her. But Lola, the idea of the character, from what I hear, came from Crystal Ayers. So she she has she has really really great ideas about production and casting. And she's immaculate, um, just kind of like a sixth sense about about who who how to cast a show. And so she said to me, "We have this character, and I'm thinking I'm going to run it past Gregory." And I and I and, and I think or it was like she and Gregory were looking. At through YouTube, and she introduced him. She, inter- you know, thank God for YouTube. She introduced him to my work through YouTube. That's how uh, that's how Gregory was introduced to me. Was first was um, our introduction was made via Crystal Airs through YouTube. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that's. I think that it has a lot to do with how people get cast these days because you have. You have, re, you know, a reel of work right there on the computer, you know, that easily for people yeah. to see. So, you know, I think it, this is just uh, this day and age, you know. It changed um, everything, hasn't it? It has. It changed yeah, everything. Well, so, you know, we see pictures of you. You know, obviously you're going going to be in some scenes with Mary Beth Evans. Uh, who's oh, Taylor yeah. Days. A lot of your Days cast members, uh, like Matthew Ashford and such, were are also on the Bay. How, how oh, are you yeah. working with them and seeing them? Well, I haven't seen anybody but Mary Beth because none of those other characters. We only filmed what was in the prison. And okay. none of... None of those other characters were in prison, so obviously I can't work with them. Right. Did you have to, like, research? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Did you have to, like, research what it was like being in a prison, or, or did you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In fact, uh, Sybil Brandt, I had, um, it used to be a women's uh, split recovery psych ward slash prison. And we used to go up there. I got sober in 1984, and part of our 12-step work was going, taking buses up to Sybil Brandt and um, picking some of the girls up and taking them to meetings. So it was when I asked where we were shooting, and then I knew that Sybil Brandt got closed down in the 90s. Um, when I asked Crystal where we were shooting, and she said Sybil Brandt, I went, oh, my God. Isn't this kismet? I've been here before as a drunk, a recovering drunk, picking up um, recovering or struggling women, you know, with with chemical dependency problems and mental issues, picking them up, taking them to recovery meetings, and now I'm coming back as an actress. So, yeah. No, I've actually I've hmm. been I've been to that exact 
penitentiary before, but not as an actor. All the elements were coming into play for that. Yes, all the elements. Now, I did, um, because because I do go to a lot of 12-step meetings, I have access to all the people I want to interview and my, you'll ever want to meet in your entire life. I have access to people most people will never have access to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because, because, because you know, I, I, I have people who have, I mean, here's the thing. I have access to people who turn their lives around, but in order to do that, most of them who, who have been, have had to go through hell. Most of, and most of that hell, some of that hell, has included penitentiary. So I know a lot of people who have suffered years and years in the penitentiary due to alcohol and drugs. Yeah, I do. And um, many of them are good friends of mine. But, you know, people will say, um, you know, <laughs> they'll say dankly, oh, my goodness, oh, you were playing a prisoner. Wasn't that hard? And I'll say, no, some of my best friends are ex-cons. How about you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so, like don't uh, judge. I learned don't judge anybody. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. If you point so, a finger, here's my rule of thumb: word. if you point a finger at anyone in this lifetime, there are three more pointing back at you. Because we saw pictures of you with James Reynolds at uh, the Kansas City Big Days of Our Lives book signing. I just was curious, how was that experience? It was was wonderful to see Jim and Suzanne, and uh, of course I would do anything for Greg Ming. He's a wonderful man. I admire him so much as a human being and as a producer. He's just done amazing things for the show, and for him to even consider asking me to come along was was just so so nice. That of course you know I would. I came along to support the writing of of the book for days. I was on there for a long time. I still love the show, um, and I love Greg Ming, and he asked me, so, of course, I'll go to support him, and I'll go to support the show. Yeah. Did you think that the show would last? Did you ever think the show would last 50 years? I didn't think that I would last five minutes. I didn't I didn't have <laughs> I mean, that was kind of like whether the show would last or was none of my business. I I, I had I, I was always clear about what was none of my business, so I never got into things like that. I I knew that was above my head. Mhm. Well, when you look back and you think about you know your time on days you know and obviously doing the book signing and the different. Uh, fan events, charity events, different things you've done this past year that have still been, you know, even if you're, and you've been on the show a few times, not not for the 50th anniversary, but before that we saw you yeah. uh, with Teresa. So you return every once in a while. But, you know, when you look back on the show, is there like a, a fondest memory or a storyline that you're the most proud of? Somewhere between the blind storyline and the multiple personality storyline. I like, well, number one, you know how um, I like giving, taking the stigma off of mental illness. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if I had been able to stay, I had to leave during uh, at the very tail end of the multiple personality storyline because I had a child that was 
very, very ill. I think we've been over that. Um, but if in an ideal world, what, the way I would like to see that resolve was it being talked about more, the stigma taking off the mental illness and people talking about it more. Right. It being used uh, because, like I said, my my stay as an actress on daytime, that platform for me is, is the proper use of it is for a social, for helping society. Uh-huh. But also this actually leads to uh, another topic I wanted to cover uh, where for the last couple of years you've been doing a lot of work with the, the Cherubs organization. Yeah. And I know this yeah. is tied in with what happened with your own son, and I was thinking for the people who aren't familiar with what's happened with you in your life and, and experience with your son, I wonder if you could maybe sure. share a little about what happened to him and how you got involved with working with Cherubs. Sure. Yeah. Um, but while I was working on the multiple personality storyline, uh, my son, who was born with a rare congenital uh, disease called arthrogryposis, and I think we we spelled this a few times. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We'll look it up. <laughs> okay. Or AMC. And... um I was getting called at the studio that he was in emergency room turning blue. He couldn't breathe. And because I'm an actress and I don't have a replacement, I don't have anybody that can come in and stand in for me. I couldn't leave. I couldn't leave work to go to the emergency room and see if my child was still alive. So I knew that I had a life that was nothing but emergencies with a child that needed 14 more surgeries uh, because he does have uh, a condition that affects his entire body. And I had a job that didn't allow for emergencies, and there's nothing wrong with that, but there's reality. It is what it is. My life was what it was, and my job was what it was. The the two didn't, they weren't um, compatible. So I had to make a choice. And, of course, I chose to leave and take care of my son. So um, in the years that ensued, I would go back and forth and make guest appearances. But I became involved in um, some organizations of children with rare diseases. And one of them was Cherubs, uh, the congenital diaphragmatic hernia. Um, 50% of these kids die at birth. My son was given a 10% chance of life. Um, they said he would never walk, and um, they they had uh, he breathes at fifty um, percent. He has a steel rod nailed to his entire spine, and as of this date, he's had maybe fifteen surgeries, and he still has a couple more to go. He's twenty five, um, so I get the, to be blessed with the opportunity to serve organizations and meet people and give some kind of hope and become involved in projects that, you know, I get to be involved in something that's bigger than me. And um, that I think that's my life juice right there is um, to be part of something. <laughs> 
to be part of a movement of health, to be a part of movement of hope. Um, and my son has given me that. So the funny thing is, you look at things and you say, is this a good thing or a bad thing? My son is the best thing that ever happened to me. Have there been any experiences from your speaking at these different events that have, have taught you along the way? Have you? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, people have come up to me and said until they heard the story about my Russell, they didn't think it was possible that children survived these illnesses, and so they were putting off trying having another child. And when they heard my story, that yes, indeed, that sometimes miracles happen, sometimes that children do survive, they made the attempt to have children again and indeed had other children after hearing about Russell. I mean, it gave them the courage to have to create a family. That's huge. Yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, so are, is Cherubs the only organization like this that you that you speak with, or are there other ones uh, that you're also currently involved with? Or um, The type 1 diabetes, and uh, he was just diagnosed six months ago. And uh, I got a hold of Gloria Loring. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> and I said, Gloria, help. And so she gave me the information, and... Um, God bless her. I love Gloria Loring, and so and I knew she's been through, um, you know, the 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 own path with diabetes with her son. And I mm-hmm. said, I'm right behind you, Gloria. Please show me how you did it. And so she she uh, she gave me the information, and and I got a hold of the organization. So I work with the type one. Uh, diabetes. Now, the type 1 is different from type 2. Type 1 is hereditary. And I do have type 1 throughout my family. It's the immune system. Um, And I also work with the AMC, the arthrogliposis multiplex congenita. That's the AMC. And the cherubs is the CDH, congenital diaphragmatic hernia. You, you learn to impress your friends with a lot of Latin and Greek. <laughs> <laughs> a good friend of mine, Ward Foley, I, I'll give a big shout out to Ward, in, um, because I've made some just phenomenal, phenomenal people, friends in, in these organizations. Ward Foley, a.k.a. Scarman, um, he gives people, he is about my age, and he has the same condition, the exact same condition my Russell does. He bicycled across London. <laughs> and he bicycled cross country, I think, two or three times. And he's in his 50s with arthroposis. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this, they go, see, there are heroes that go before me. And then I get the see, and I, this is where I think, Lori, this is my, yeah, it is my responsibility, because if Ward's doing that, and I get the extra win to get up and and go on one more day when I see Ward do that, then I got to do that for somebody else. And when I speak about it, then I get the response: We weren't going to try and have more children until we heard your story. 
and now we just found out we're pregnant. I mean, that's awesome. Acting, I mean, I love acting, really, but mm-hmm. acti- acting never gave me that kind of feeling of connectedness mm-hmm. to something much bigger than me. For more interviews with Outtakes, follow me on Twitter at Laurie's Outtakes or like my Facebook page at Outtakes Interviews on Blog Talk Radio. Until next time. Thank you.